Welcome to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Klima. The podcast for meditators who want to stay connected to meditation, not lose it to busyness and distraction, and find a constant stream of positive influence to stick with a mindful life. Welcome everyone to another Thursday talk. So today, I want to try again to to talk about something that I uh, often talk with people in person about. It's really hard to to point to, even though it's so, so simple and so uh, obvious even, but so hard to express, so hard to to kind of get straight. But I'm going to try again today and... uh, I think that the trying is all that matters, that something something comes of it. And this topic is not what you might expect. It's not about uh, the ultimate, or whatever other word you want to use to talk about that. It's not that sense of inexpressible. It's simply being, and the feeling and sense of Simply being. It's like a, a subtle vibration. And it's a vibration in the body. There really isn't, you know, anything that we can feel that's not the body in some way or another. And it's because we have this body that we can experience things. And see, touch, smell, think. But this feeling of being present, which is a joy, either a quiet joy, sometimes a loud joy, but there's a joy in in feeling present, and it's a subtle vibration, a singing in the heart. And I, I understand, kind of, if one hears that and says, well, I don't, I don't feel that. I'm, I feel miserable or I feel tense or I feel this or I feel dull or I feel nothing. And those are all flavors that we all feel and that we all cycle through. But there's something present here and it, it's you. It's you as you are. And it feels very fine, very okay, very well. And there's a joy, a ringing of joy that's ringing out, wafting out. And we're not making that happen. It's just there. And it's especially at this, it's just there point that things get a little a little hard to express or where understanding kind of takes a wrong turn or a looking or a seeking kind of looks in the wrong way. But this insistence that it's there is really important and it's the key thing as well. So obviously when attention is involved in a very stressful situation or stressful thought, an angry thought, sad thought, all kinds of things like that. 
the predominant flavor that is going to really attract all the attention may be the vibrations and flavors of those emotions at those moments. But I want to insist that there's a quiet joy here. And that insistence, if it's really, you know, taken in to any degree, may kick off a searching, a searching and a seeking. Where is it? Or even if there's a kind of a finding, then there's more seeking, questioning. Is this really it? Is this what, this what they're talking about? Or how can I keep it? How can I stay here? How can I make this happen all the time? All kinds of questions like that. And I think this seeking energy is good. But important, very important to understand uh, it's already here. It's already here. So in a way, we're seeking for something as though it's not here and trying to make it happen and trying to feel it, trying to experience it so that it will be here. But it, it's already here. What the seeking does is it doesn't really find or produce something. It just distracts the attention away from those other things that are getting all the juice. The problems, complicated thoughts about our life situation, complicated thoughts about who and what we think we are, our opinion of ourselves, our opinion of what's going to happen, what has happened, and what emotional vibrations are, are happening now that are attracting our attention. The seeking takes the energy away from those things. And that's its, one of its main purposes. It doesn't really produce this joy that I'm insisting is here. It just makes that joy a little bit easier to notice. But there's other things that are needed. Understanding, which is uh, one of the things that, you know, us talking about it together can help with. And honesty. What do I mean by honesty? It means a willingness to admit, because that's not always there all the time, a willingness to admit that we're okay, that we're actually fine. And this actually fine, I don't mean that who and what you think you are is okay as it is. And that's the way a lot of people hear it, is that I'm okay just the way that I am. And when they're saying that, that I, I'm okay just the way I am, what they're referring to is the idea that they have about themselves. As a certain kind of person, certain kind of personality, with certain kinds of flaws and certain kinds of qualities, and they're kind of taking that as, I'm okay that's what I am, but that's okay, just the way it is. And that's not what it's meant, what's meant here. That idea of who we think we are with our qualities and our foibles, our good points and bad points, 
That is not real. That has nothing to do, nothing at all to do with this. It's not who or what you think you are. It's okay just the way it is. Whatever that image is that has, that's going to change and we can have positive opinions about that image of ourselves, of who and what we think we are. We can have negative opinions. And uh, because our attention hangs out there a lot, it certainly might be, you know, a good idea to, to try and have positive opinions about that image of who we think we are and try not to have negative ones and, and to work on that. And uh, there's all different ways to work with that. But this is not the, the subject right now, just right at this moment. Right at this moment, we can put that aside. We're bypassing that. And it's not who and what we think we are, but who and what we really are, who and what we truly are, just immediately, right now, as it is. And one way we can answer that, who and what we truly are, is just how it, how it is. And that's where the honesty comes in. Because a lot of the emotions and the thoughts and things, they're all wrapped up in that idea of who and what we think we are. And they don't really have any legs, they don't have any life without that. So what's left is really just what's naturally there, which is an aliveness. There's an aliveness here. And when we're honest about that, and we can we can test and clarify what this honest what this honesty means pretty easily. At times when we're really upset about something, we can check in and find for a split second that we're actually okay. And then it spins back into the the problem, the emotion, whatever it is, if we can notice that I'm actually okay and kind of dwell there for a second, then we'll see this feeling of honesty. We'll see what I mean by this. Or you probably already know what I mean by this. Because when we draw back out of these storms and find a basic all rightness, for a split second, there's then a thought happens, calling us back, reminding us back about the situation that we're upset about. And then the feeling arises, and then we recognize that we're feeling bad, and it's going bad, and goes in a cycle like that, and then we're, you know, winding along. But sometimes we can find ourselves kind of on a brink or a ledge, one foot in, one foot out. Or this is maybe the exact same thing, but certainly a very clear analogy. You know, remember, what about those times when uh, two people are having an argument and uh, one person is not angry and is kind of seeing the humor in the situation 
And then the other person is like, they're mad. And then they have like a little break and they start to feel like it's funny, but they're like, oh no, I'm mad at you. And, and you know, they're going back and forth like that on that ledge. That's an example. It is the same thing. But we can be that with, way with sadness, with anger, all kinds of different things. Worry. And I'm not saying that we should not, you know, go over the edge and feel what we're feeling or feel or go with where that's going. Let's put it that way. I'm not saying that. I'm just using this as an example to talk about those times when we can see that it's actually all right and we're being drawn back and forth. And it takes an honesty to give up on the belief in the thought that's taking you down in the negative road. It takes a basic honesty to admit, I actually am okay. And sometimes that honesty will be there and sometimes it won't. And this is why, you know, in the deepest level, in the deepest spiritual traditions, they teach honesty and there's all kinds of reasons for that like to have a harmonious society, community, where people aren't stealing and lying and can trust each other. Big reason. But there's this very special reason why people practice honesty on purpose over the thousands of years. And that's because recognizing our true wellness and that non-necessity and even non-truth of our problems, our life situation that we want to believe in stubbornly. Having the power of honesty on your side really helps with, you know, stepping back off that ledge. So honesty we could call a, a willingness to admit that it's okay. And that willingness to admit comes in part through a little bit of practice, a little bit of developing that kind of very radical honesty, meaning honesty right at the root, right at the root of our being. And that willingness to admit also includes our, our actual experience and recognition of this okayness, of this joy even in being. So it, it might not be easy when, when we have a firm belief that we, we don't know what this is. We don't know what this joy is. We don't know it yet. It's not here yet. When that's the, you know, predominant belief, then, you know, it's a little hard to admit. Even if we are, you know, really, really honest, we may, you know, really feel that we don't know what this whole business is about. And it's just a concept believed in. And that's okay as a placeholder. But the, the really important thing and the really important reason why I brought this whole subject up was to, to have that recognition, feel this subtle joy in being. It's totally possible. It's very simple. When the heart is seeking that with a kind of needy clinginess it might not 
might not find that. Because the kind of needy, clingy looking has got some connection with the thought of who and what you think you are. That you're a messed up person, you're, uh, you've got all these problems. That's what puts that extra kind of whiny, complainy energy into the seeking. But what we're seeking for has nothing to do with any of those, any of those opinions. So when we're seeking and not finding this very simple thing, this inherent joy in being, when we're seeking, not finding it, and being frustrated, know that it's got a lot to do with this idea of who and what we think we are and the stories around that. So we might look right into this seeking energy because even if that kind of whiny, complainy, seeking energy is there, it's not the only thing there. No way. Even if it feels that way, the words I'm using seem to correspond to, to what you're feeling. No way is that all that's going on. There's a real a really sincere energy in that seeking, in all such seeking. From the moment you seem to appear here in this life, you've been doing nothing else but trying to be happy and making the best of it. And you had no other intention than that. And we've all harmed other people and done things. and But we've never really had any other intention. It's always been pure. We've always been innocent. And the things that we've done and the things that have been done to us don't change that one bit. And in this seeking, there's nothing really under it that's real except for this truly sincere, totally innocent, totally well-meaning, energy. And in fact, that's been here all along. That's all you've been trying to do. To issue a negative judgment about how you've been living your life, messing your life up, or whatever little or big problems are going on, that requires a story, a whole bunch of complicated thoughts, that are added on. But when you get down to it, there's been nothing here but a totally innocent, totally pure, totally well-meaning intention to, to be happy as best as you can.
I can't even say that this pure seeking, pure sincere energy, can't even say that that's actually different than this joy. There may be there may be two sides of the same coin. They're the same energy. Probably all of us have little moments where this, you know, gets obscured, where all the attention goes over into the realm of story. So we can all benefit from getting clear about this basic goodness, this totally sincere, totally well-meaning energy of just, just trying to be happy, make the best of it. And what that energy has done, for the most part, and the reason why things get kind of twisted and turned in different ways, is because that energy has been looking outside of itself. To fix things. And in that totally innocent, totally pure energy, none of the things that can be done out there can match its purity, its innocence nothing at all. Some things come close, but nothing can really do it. So it keeps trying. And some of the beings here will just try and try and try and try and go to any lengths and uh, they might go down a, a bad path. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. And then they're doing worse and worse things. And others go to a pretty okay path. And get pretty okay results. And also, you know, kind of make a peace with that and just say, well, you know, that, that's the way life is. Not going to be perfect. It's kind of okay. I'm kind of okay. And that's that. And others have either a very hard time here, or they reach this kind of okayness. Either way, it's known that, you know, all that is not good enough. Either things suck so suck so bad that of course there's a seeking for a true happiness or else things are kind of okay but kind of okayness somehow isn't good enough and that's when that seeking kind of hooks up with messages and pointers that just stumbles upon them somehow which are directing it back to itself so whether we're still got kind of no idea what is this, what is this natural joy in being, or whether we have some idea, but kind of vacillating often 
Either way, it's this coming back, coming back to herself, this simple joy of being. And we can find this purity, this innocence in the seeking itself. You've always been doing your best. And why? Because of what you are. That is your nature. What does it feel like right now to be as you are, as that one? And when a thought about that or memory, opinion comes up, just let that be there. But that's not it. That's not you. Before that thought, that memory, that opinion, before it appeared, you were there. And you were the audience to that. And if you don't pay attention, it goes away. There you are still. It's just the vibration, the feeling of being alive. It's always there. In order for those other things to happen, one's attention has to go, has to travel down a, a road of thoughts. This is your home. This is you as you are. The other things are journeys. So this seeking, this journey into ourself is really not a journey. It just seems like that at first. But it's not a journey. It's you as you are. The other stuff is the journeys. So whenever you get a chance, whenever interest goes in this direction here, whenever there's enough honesty, 
to allow this sense to exist on its own without participating in these other thoughts and theories and ideas about our life situation and what sort of a person we are, who we think we are, then we should, we should do that. We should remain with that. A sweet feeling of being. Thank you for coming here with me. Which of course isn't really coming anywhere. Because we're we're always here. This is always the the base from which we're living our lives in the world of form. Sure, there's a lot of contingencies and questions and, and things that we could entertain at a future time. And a lot of other ways and attempts I can make to express this. But of course the best thing is the, the very simplicity of it. And once you're on the scent of it, once you have the taste of it, then all these other things that are said are just reminders, pointers, clarifications. The important thing is that it's, it's here. Well, maybe that's enough for now. Uh, but I'd be very happy to return to this subject, try again and again in different ways from different angles. So until the next time, uh, keep pressing play, come back here anytime, and we'll talk. We'll look into this. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Klima. For more help with meditation, to connect with other meditators, and deepen your practice, go to ishouldbemeditating.com.